This is Kaya Biz with Gumule Tumfupi on Kaya 959. 14 minutes to go before we hit the 7 o'clock mark and then we head into our second hour here on Kaya Biz. But today is Alan Gray Day and of course Alan Gray helping you secure your future. Alan Gray is an authorized financial services provider. This is where we engage in conversations to help you navigate the world of finances which can be intimidating at times but because we speak to industry leaders like the ones at Alan Gray this is where we help you understand the the nuances and just some of the nitty-gritty of the facts and information that you need to be mindful of now it's often said that two things in life are guaranteed right death and taxes now we can't necessarily determine the uh, date and time of uh, the uh, former but when it comes to taxes we're definitely quite clear on the deadlines on the time frames and just exactly when one does need to submit and given that we are in the uh, beginning of our tax season here in south africa many more south africans need to be a lot more mindful of the kind of deductions that might be uh, allowed and of course making sure that you comply and legally ta- pay your taxes even though we do come from quite a difficult environment in the last 16 months being in this pandemic but to hold our hands and guide us through understanding how SARS has also tried to make our lives easier by uh, making sure that we can submit a lot of uh, our claims and uh, submissions for tax for the season uh, virtually and through using digital services we joined on the line by Carla Rousseau who is the tax lead at Alan Gray. Carla good evening and welcome to Kyabiz. Thank you very much. Good evening. I'm looking forward to this conversation because really tax does cause a lot of anxiety for us, right? As South African consumers, we tend to worry and stress and uh, 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 panic at times, especially when we don't have our ducks in a row. So maybe help us understand firstly the theme and the concept around auto assessments, which were introduced last year. And we understand that SARS is looking to implement this once again. Yes, so, so that's correct. SARS have indicated that once again they will auto assess uh, roughly about 3 million taxpayers this year. And this is based on information that they receive from employers, financial institutions and, and other third-party data providers. So as you've correctly pointed out, they started with auto assessments last year um, and the same will happen this year. They're going to use that information that they receive from third-party data providers and they're going to pre-populate the data, which will include your employee information, um, income earned from your investments, factory savings information, all of that they will pre-populate in either auto assessments or in your tax, your normal tax return as a taxpayer. Some might say that sounds easy because they're doing half the work for you and others might be anxious because they might find other things that you <laughs> might have been hiding. So how does one actually balance um, auto assessments? Should they be um, one of those South Africans who is selected to follow this process? Yeah, so, so I, I really don't think it's something um, that to be afraid of if you're selected for an auto assessment. So, so maybe let me just explain what exactly auto assessment is and mm-hmm. how it works. Maybe that will help with some of the, of the anxiety out there. So, so like I said, SARS uses um, information that they receive from third-party data providers that include Alan Gray um, to pre-populate tax returns and then they create what we refer to as auto assessment. So if you've been selected for an auto assessment, what will happen is that you will receive an SMS from SARS with a link to the e-filing website or the SARS Mobi app. Now, once you click on the link, you can review the auto assessment and then you can choose to either accept the assessment or edit the assessment if you disagree with the information that's contained in that tax return. So if you accept the assessment, 
you've correctly pointed out, Tarpin automatically submits a tax return on your behalf and they issue you with a notice of assessment. So then you don't have to do anything else. Your tax return has been submitted automatically per SARS and, and you are compliant from a tax return perspective. Mm. But what's very important is that when you accept that auto-assessment, it's vital that you compare the pre-populated data with the tax certificates that you would have received from your employer, or your investment manager, or your medical aid provider, because people make mistakes, right? So there could have been a mistake made by a third-party provider when they send the information to SARS, or SARS could have pre-populated the information incorrectly, in error. So it's very important that before you click that accept or submit button that you verify the data that's been pre-populated. Mm. And then I also want to encourage all listeners that's been selected for auto-assessment to action the request. So if you've received the SMS from SARS indicating that you've been selected for auto-assessment, please go into your e-filing profile, either accept the assessment or amend the return. The, the challenge is that if you don't respond to the auto-assessment, what will happen is that SARS will make an estimate assessment based on the data at their disposal. And what, what will happen then is that it could result in this taxpayer missing out on allowable deduction or per, perhaps having to pay in more tax than what's required. So it's very, very important that once you've been selected for auto-assessment, please do action the request. Um, like I said, either accepting it or amending the return. And that raises a valid point as to understanding who might be selected for an auto-assessment um, because there are a variety of uh, uh, players in the field, right? Some employed full-time, some who might not be. Uh, who who usually might get selected or be um, uh, applicable to apply for an auto-assessment? Yeah, so you're 100% correct. Not everybody will be auto-assessed. Um, so it's not all registered taxpayers that are selected for auto-assessment. Files have specific criteria that they use um, to, to kind of indicate or select the clients or the taxpayers that, that qualify for the auto-assessment. Um, but if you do form part of this, what we refer to as the auto-assessment cluster, you will be notified by SARS via SMS. You don't have to worry, um, am, I, am I going to be auto-assessed or am I not? SARS will most definitely notify you via SMS um, that you've been selected for auto-assessment. And like I said, if you've been selected, you don't have to accept it. You can amend the return and include additional information. You don't have to accept the, the auto-assessment in the form mm. in which SARS pre-populates the information. You have the ability to edit the return before you, submit, before you click submit. And as you say, it's quite important to double-check all of that information just to make sure that there aren't any errors that might have been made um, uh, either by third parties or yourself um, uh, in submitting the auto-assessment. If you've just joined our conversation, we're talking all things to do with tax and uh, the uh, current tax uh, season that we're in with Carla Rousseau. She's the tax lead at Alan Gray, helping us understand the concept around auto-assessment. That's where third parties that you might have investments with, your bank account and your employer will pre-populate some of the information that they're able to share with SARS uh, and you as the taxpayer would naturally have to verify that and then uh, continue to submit um, your tax assessment. You can continue to do this with, uh, I guess, a support from a tax practitioner um, should you have any disputes, but remember to actually review and make sure that you double check the information that might be shared uh, when it comes to an auto assessment. Carla, I'm, I'm keen for us to actually go back to the overriding theme of the tax season for this year and uh, I guess looking at the, the nuances that South Africa Africans have been under. It's 
almost every second day here on Kayabiz that we report of businesses uh, shutting down, um, employees being retrenched or salary cuts taking place. And for some South Africans, this is the reality of their income that we need to be mindful of. Are these going to be certain considerations that will be taken into account for um, South Africans who might have had a gap uh, of not being employed and not getting income or those who are still retrenched and are currently unemployed, uh, but yet um, are, are being called on to submit some kind of tax assessment. How does one need to navigate that? Yeah, so in terms of uh, who should submit a tax return, um, it's important to point out that not everybody who earned an income and paid tax during the 2021 tax year needs to file a tax return. So each year what SARS do is they issue a government gazette, um, which indicates you must file a tax return, including those that are not required to do so. so. So for the 2021 tax year, you, you are not required to submit a tax return if you've been notified by SARS that you're eligible for auto assessment, as we've just discussed, or if you've not been selected for auto assessment um, and your gross income consists of certain categories of income, then you're also not required to submit a tax return. The most common one um, that most taxpayers are familiar with is if your salary income doesn't exceed 500,000 rand. An important point out that should be from one employer mm. and the employer deducted the required tax. And if you have um, more than one employer, if I can jump in there with that one? Yes, so if you have more than one employer, so if you maybe got retrenched halfway through the year and then you were lucky and you, you found another position with a different company, what that would mean is that you will be receiving two RP5 tax certificates from two different employers. And in that instance, you will be required to file a tax return. So it's only when your remuneration doesn't exceed 500,000 rand, that's the first criteria, and if that remuneration was from one employer, that's the, that's the only category where you would then not need to file a tax return. Mm-hmm. Let's talk deadlines because we know that that's a very harsh reality we need to face when it comes to tax submissions. Yeah, so the deadline for the submission of tax returns by non-provisional taxpayers is the 23rd of November, 2021. Provisional taxpayers have until the 31st of January, 2022. But having said that, I, I would really encourage all listeners to submit their tax return as soon as possible. So as soon as you have all your information ready, you've compared it to what is pre-populated in your return, you've received all your tax certificates, I would really encourage taxpayers to submit their return the challenge we face is that e-filing system becomes quite congested Mm. the closer we get to to the end of filing season so the sooner you submit your return the better then you know it's done adapted you don't have to stress about it anymore and you know your your return has been successfully submitted to SARS don't try to squeeze it in there on the evening of the 22nd of November. You just might run no. into a few challenges there. But you raise a very important element is, again, the gentle reminder regarding provisional taxpayers versus non-provisional taxpayers. And I'd just like us just to quickly decipher what the two are, um, as many South Africans might have moved or shifted uh, categories depending on their, their working contracts or working environment at the moment. Yeah, so that's that's a very important um, distinction. So majority of salaried employees are are what we refer to as a non-provisional taxpayer. So they only receive salary income and the majority, if not all of their taxes, are paid by the employer by SARS or is settled by the employer um, to SARS. Provisional taxpayers are taxpayers that are usually um, commission-based or they could be a salaried employee, but they also receive investment income 
um, for example, dividends and interest, or they have a property and they receive rental income. That is what they are what we consider provisional taxpayers. Um, and so that's really the difference between the two. Your non-provisional taxpayer is normally your, your, your you know, salaried employee, so simple, one employer that deducts your, your taxes and pay it over. And um, provisional taxpayer is, is someone that earns um, income, other than their normal trade or their salary income. And, and they are required to pay those taxes. Um, it's like a self-assessment tax. They are required to pay those taxes themselves to start twice a year. Fantastic. Before we wrap up, though, uh, uh, Carla, I'm keen for you to share any tips that we need to be mindful of as we uh, do continue in the filing season. Uh, we've heard of uh, reports of people wanting to claim deductions from working from home but not having a home office and we know that there's certain rules and regulations there but uh, broadly speaking any tips and themes that we need to be cognizant of especially given that we're submitting in a very unusual time uh, uh, in the course of this pandemic and ongoing lockdowns yeah sure i mean actually there's a lot of tips um but i'll i'll keep the three um the the first one i think and i've spoken about it extensively is is just to make sure that you compare all your information, um, you verify all the information that's been pre-populated. Um, yeah, your auto-assessment, for example, assumes that all the information that's been provided by a third party um, was, number one, correct, and that it was pre-populated correctly. So it's very, very important that you make sure that the information that is in your tax return um, compares to what you see on your tax certificate before you press the submit button. Uh, then secondly, I think it's also important to point out what we've noticed is that not all information is pre-populated by SARS. Mm. Um, and so if you see in your tax return that certain information is missing, please do proceed and edit your return manually. You do have the ability to edit your return and include all the information that's not pre-populated. So don't just assume that SARS has pre-populated everything. In some instances, they don't. So it's up to the taxpayer to then manually include that information. And then lastly, I think, you know, this year we've seen, as you've also pointed out, a completely virtual tax filing season. Mm -hmm. So SARS is really encouraging all taxpayers to make use of their digital platforms. Um, and, and also they've made uh, e-booking uh, process available. Or you have the ability to, to book appointments with a SARS consultant online given that the SARS offices are now closed. There's also a rich amount of content on the SARS website. So yes. please, I would encourage all listeners, please consult their website. Um, and, and I really want to wish everybody good luck with filing their returns. It's really not something to be stressed about. Awesome. It's a great anxiety. There's a lot of information out there that can assist taxpayers with completing their returns. Thanks so much, Carla. We'll have to leave it there for today. A lot of information that we've absorbed, but we certainly have been taking notes. That's Carla Rousseau. She's the tax lead at Alan Gray, helping us understand how to navigate this current tax filing season. Helping you secure your future was brought to you by Alan Gray. Alan Gray is an authorized financial services provider.